Welcome back, everyone, to another Leal Legacies Radnorock Watch Along podcast. Today, we're going to do a watch along for Steamboat Willie. That's right. The very first animated short starring our boy, Mickey Mouse. I mean, I don't know about you, but I've seen this particular cartoon probably 500 times and that's that's a uh on the low end a low estimate i am a mickey mouse fanatic and honestly i don't know it's not necessarily uh i'm not looking for hit points but steamboat willie just happens to be one of my all-time favorite mickey mouse cartoons i mean for those of you who know me, you already know that I am a classic animation aficionado. And what really got me gung-ho in uh, vintage animation is Steamboat Willie. Is this right here? Um, Steamboat Willie from 1928 or... 1929 depending on how you look at it it was released originally in 1928 but in 1929 january 1st 1929 to be precise so i mean come on january 1st might as well might as well might as well just be 1928 like why even bother but i guess if you're gonna be uh, you know a slave to accuracy January 1st, 1929 was the uh, wide release in the United States, directed by Walt Disney, of course, who ironically was uncredited as a director. But you know who was credited? Credited as a director? One of my all time heroes, right up there with Walter E. Disney, Up uh, Iwerks. And if you're not familiar with Ub Iwerks, well, educate yourself. Educate yourself on Mr. Ub Iwerks. Without him, there we would not have Mickey Mouse as we know him. And then after uh, Mr. Iwerks left Disney, he did such iconic characters like Flip the Frog and Willy Whopper and... Uh, a bunch of uh, shorts based on kind of like fairy tales in the comic color series. Uh, you can find commentary, my commentary on all those on our Leal Legacy YouTube channel or at LealLegacy.com. You know what else is fun in this? Walt Disney, though uncredited, voiced not only Mickey Mouse. Now, it's not surprising we know Walt was the original voice for Mickey, but in Steamboat Willie, Walt also voiced Minnie Mouse, Peg Leg Pete, and that annoying parrot. <laughs> and if you haven't seen Steamboat Willie, uh, you'll know what I mean by annoying parrot. Uh, okay, so if this is your first watch along, this is how we do it. You pull up the content on whatever you got. You got a DVD, you got a VHS, you got a Blu-ray. Personally, I'm using Disney Plus. They're not a sponsor. Although, if they would like to be, 
contact at leolegacy.com. Um, uh, Disney Plus is just convenient. It's just so easy to use, and it has everything I need all in one place for these commentaries as they are now, specifically. Um, or watch-alongs. They're commentaries when I'm doing it over the cartoon itself, like on our YouTube channel. Uh, but you know what I'm saying? Watch alongs. Uh, so what I do is I pull up the cartoon or movie, hit play, then like pause it again, scroll all the way back to zero out my time code. And this will, you know, this will be the same on DVD and Blu-ray and you know, any other medium, I'm sure. Uh, ultimately, you just want your time code at the very beginning of the feature or short itself. And on my go, we all simultaneously hit play together. So go ahead, get yourself set up. You can pause this podcast and, uh, you know, get yourself situated. I'll wait. Well, I guess if you're pausing, I don't have to wait. So I'm going to presume that you've gotten yourself ready for synchronization and we're ready to get in sync and watch Steamboat Willie together. And then after the short, uh, with the animated features, I do a watch along episode with the feature itself. And then I do another episode where I do a retrospective deep dive into everything you didn't know you wanted to know about the movie we watched. So given that this is a short, I throw the retrospective into this episode as well. So it's all tidy, wrapped it for you all in one place. Uh, shall we begin? So get your finger on the play button, and we're going to be ready to roll in three, two, one, go. We should be in sync, right? Look at that. It does say directed by Ub Iwerks right there. A Mickey Mouse cartoon, Steamboat Willie, directed by Ub Iwerks. And you know what? I never really noticed that before. I never really put together that Walt Disney's name wasn't listed as director. That's... I learned something new today. <laughs> After 500 times of watching this. Okay, shh, shh, I love this. I will whistle or hum this to myself all the live long day. That little, come on, little whistle. Bonk. There we go. <laughs> I, I anticipated a deeper whistle from uh, a whistle of that, you know, girth. Oh, you think, you think that was Walt doing the little Mickey scream? Of course it had to be. And then there's Pete's voice. They call him Peg Leg Pete, but look at his legs. There's no Peg Leg there. I wonder how Peg Leg Pete lost his leg. I wonder if... Ah! <laughs> like, cut it off after he kicked himself in the butt. This is the parrot. Come on. But now, knowing that that's Walt Disney, I didn't know that previously either. <laughs> I'm learning actually quite a bit in this watch-along. Uh, chewing tobacco, right? When I was younger, I just thought it was a candy bar. And I'm like, why would you spit chocolate out? That doesn't make sense. But the way he spits it out, I don't know. It's just real oddly satisfying the way he's able to <laughs> do that with his teeth. 
And bank. Hey. Eh. Is that Waltz? Eh, eh, eh. I mean, it's gotta be. If he's, if he's listed on the IMDB as being... Huh? There's a chicken. If he's listed as being Peg Leg Pete's voice, but then again, he's not Peg Leg Pete, so I don't know what to believe. Uh, what does FOB mean? Hey, did you see the tag kind of subtly disappear for a second before the cow mood? It did. It vanished for a split second. No. How are you going to make this work, Mickey? <laughs> I love how this is the challenge. Problem solve. You know, Mickey Mouse is an inspiration when it comes to problem solving. There's no problem he can't solve. I mean, sure, it's probably just really convenient that there's a lot of hay right there that he could feed this cow and fatten it up to get it on the tugboat or the steamboat. I'm sorry. There's a different, there's a different short called Tugboat Mickey. So I don't want to cause any confusion. This is a steamboat. And I don't know why they call him Willie. He's Mickey Mouse. Actually, I kind of do, but we'll get in the, into that in the retrospective. There's Walt Disney, again, as Minnie Mouse's voice. Which, I did really kind of never put two and two together that Mickey and Minnie sound so much alike. And here we are. <laughs> in all great vintage cartoons in true vintage animation fashion um we're able to use animals as musical instruments <laughs> and, and to this day it still tickles me and to this day i'm disappointed that you can't use actual animals as instruments they don't like that don't do don't try it it's a good way to get bit not that i I have experience in that. Maybe I do. There we go. Yeah. Uh, I'm also glad they did a different little ditty instead of the um, tune that Mickey was whistling previously. Just adds a little more variety. Look at this. One man band. Ready? Notice how the uh, tub is not really making any sound at all. There's no like, dun, 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 dun. And then he was tapping his foot at a different speed than, than the, the tub with the hammer. I'm, there's so much going on right here. Look how happy that duck is. <laughs> Super pumped. Now this is my favorite. He just steps on the cat's back and starts pulling its tail, and that's music, and swings it around his head. Like, this is the most abusive thing. <laughs> it, I mean, this doesn't seem as harsh, but he, Mickey just beat up that cat. <laughs> like, the noise coming out of the cat wasn't, like, musically beneficial in any way. At least this duck is somewhat musically beneficial. Mickey just wanted to beat the cat up. Which, can you blame him? He's a mouse. 
I'm curious too how Mickey discovered like I mean if you're on a steamboat all the live long day like you know this doesn't this doesn't seem like it's his first time using these animals as <laughs> musical instruments so I'd like I'd like to know what motivated him do you think he accidentally you know, like <laughs> pulled on a piglet's tail once and he's like oh that's an interesting sound and then over time he learned the different notes that would come out of the different piglets and playing uh, the xylophone on the cow's teeth like when was the first time he did this because the way he's playing it this is not the first time he's done it he definitely knows what tone comes out of which tooth <laughs> it's I mean it's almost as if he's practiced this before and I like to believe that he has. And the cow is sitting there so just patiently that, you know, no harm, no foul, right? Yeah. ruh -ro. There's not Peg Leg Pete. It's just Pete. Steamboat Pete. And that's what they should have credited him as. Steamboat Pete. And they plop him in the potato bin. So this trope of, like, peeling potatoes on a ship... I mean, he lost a he lost a lot of good potato. Like, look how big these things are, and look at what <laughs> comes out in the end when Mickey's done. It's a lot of potato wasted, Mickey. That's what you get for not using a potato peeler. And thunk, yeah, the parrot had it coming. <laughs> the end. A Walt Disney comic is what it says. A Mickey Mouse sound cartoon and a Walt Disney comic. I find that to be interesting. Oh, so that is my 500th and first time watching Steamboat Willie. And you know what? I love it. I loved it as, as though it was the first. <laughs> oh, I can watch. I literally can watch that over and over and over and over and over again. I was going to say something, but given that this is going to be archived for all time, and if I don't end up doing it, I'll be kind of disappointed, but let, let's just throw this out there. I don't know if I'll ever do it. It seems like a, a bold move, but I'm all about some bold moves. Um, how cool would a Steamboat Willie tattoo of him at the steering wheel be on my neck? <laughs> just throwing that out there. Anyhow, Steamboat Willie is a 1928 American animated short film directed by Walt Disney and Ub Iwerks. It was produced in the black and white Walt, or wait, it was produced in black and white, obviously, by Walt Disney Studios. P.S. If you don't know from the other retrospective podcast, Super Dyslexic, and this is me reading information, so I'm bound to flub a lot. <laughs> Heads up. Uh, let's see. It was uh, produced by Walt Disney Studios and released by Celebrity Productions. Interesting. Didn't know that. Because um, I would imagine that Disney would have produced it. Out any, I don't know. Neither here nor there, I guess. Um, the cartoon is considered the debut of Mickey Mouse and his girlfriend Minnie. Although both characters appeared several months earlier 
in a test screening of Plain Crazy. That I didn't know. So, given that uh, Plain Crazy was just a test screening and Steamboat Willie was the first release featuring Mickey and Minnie, I'm still going to say that Steamboat Willie is the first appearance. You know what I mean? Because I'm, I'm willing to believe, and maybe we'll learn more about this, I'm willing to believe, uh, oh wait, you know what, kind of reading ahead, I'm, I'm, I'm not willing to believe anymore. <laughs> so it says, Steamboat Willie was the third of Mickey's films to be produced. Oh, wow. Didn't know that. That's news to me. I was just going to pose an argument that Steamboat Willie must have been produced before Plane Crazy, even though Plane Crazy had a test screening prior to the release of Steamboat Willie. But you know what? Come to find out, Steamboat Willie was the third of Mickey's films to be produced, but was the first to be distributed because Walt Disney, having seen The Jazz Singer, had committed himself to produce one of the first fully synchronized sound cartoons, which kind of roundaboutly confirms that Plain Crazy and whatever the other Mickey produced film was uh, were both silent. So actually, you know what? And I do think, and again, as we go on, uh, might... Oh, wait, no. Well, okay. Hold on. I kind of felt, I kind of thought that Steamboat Willie was the first cartoon to have synchronized sound, but let's see. Steamboat Willie is especially notable for being the first Disney cartoon with synchronized sound, as well as the first cartoon to have a fully post produced soundtrack, which distinguished it from earlier sound cartoons such as Inkwell Studios' song Car Tunes, and that's Car, C-A-R-T-U-N-E-S. A lot of play on words there. Inkwell Studios' song Car Tunes, um, 1924 to 1927. Oh, so cartoons means there's multiple. So I guess it was a series. Um, and then Van Buren Studios Dinner Time from 1928 as well. Van Buren Studios. They put out some quality content, of which you can find on our YouTube channel. <laughs> oh, plug, plug, plug. Say shamelessly self-promoting. Anyhow, um, Disney understood from early on that synchronized sound was the future of film. Steamboat Willie became the most popular cartoon of its day. The genius of Walt Disney prevails once again. I mean, you know, how could you watch a silent cartoon and not sit there and go, you know what? What's going to make this better? Sound. <laughs> That, that was innovative for back in the day. With something that seems so commonplace and just so expected today um, was a really innovative idea back in the 1920s. Uh, let's see. Music for Steamboat Willie 
was arranged by Wilfred Jackson and Brett Lewis and included the song Steamboat Bill. Yeah. A composition popularized by baritone Arthur Collins during the 1910s. And Turkey in the Straw, a composition popularized within uh, minstrelly minstrels minstrelsy the minstrel show oh yeah one of america's more regrettable pastimes the minstrel show but in its day in the 1920s uh you know it was kind of commonplace so pulling inspiration for something that was so commonplace isn't super unheard of or outlandish for the time just because we're more evolved today doesn't necessarily provide room to condemn something you know that was commonplace for its age we just know better now got it so we live with that uh let's see the title of the film may be a parody of the buster keaton film steamboat bill jr or why wouldn't it be uh I mean, the title could also be a parody of the song Steamboat Bill. Doesn't necessarily have to be a parody of the Buster Keaton film. Because that's Steamboat Bill Jr. And the song is just Steamboat Bill. So I'm going to give credit to this being a parody of the song, not the film. So there. But Steamboat Bill Jr. also came out in 1928. Which, again, they're both coming out in 1928. How quickly... Could Steamboat Willie have been produced to be a parody of the film? Now, Steamboat Bill, the composition popularized by the baritone Arthur Collins in the 1910s, that seems to me as though it would be a far greater inspiration on Steamboat Willie than Steamboat Bill Jr., the film from 1928. Got it? Got it. Uh, Let's see. The film, Steamboat Bill Jr., 1928, itself a reference to the song by Collins. Okay, maybe I should just stop ranting without reading further. Uh, Walt Disney performed all of the voices in the film, although he there is little uh, intelligible dialogue. Yeah, you can't really understand anything anyone is saying. It kind of that parrot at the end, but even then. So I'm curious how they recorded that um yeah i wonder i wonder if it may have been better off if disney just kind of used like his natural voice but then it's not cartoony i guess i don't know no he didn't have a cartoony voice at all uh let's see the film has received wide critical acclaim not only for introducing one of the world's most popular cartoon characters but for its technical technical innovation that's Disney, always technologically innovative. Uh, in 1994, members of the animation film or field, members of the animation field, voted Steamboat Willie uh, 13th in the book, the 50 greatest cartoons. It was number 13 in the book of the 50 greatest cartoons in 1994. I wonder what the first 12 were. 
uh, which listed the greatest cartoons of all time. In 1998, the film was selected for preservation in the United States National Film Registry for being deemed culturally, historically, or aesthetically significant. And I would argue it's all three, culturally, historically, and aesthetically significant. Uh, what is that, 70 years later? Right? Is my math correct there? 28 to 98? Sure. Um, yeah. Then, let's see, plot. No, we don't need the plot. We just watch the cartoon. We know what the plot is. Uh, let's see, some background info. According to Roy O. Disney... Walt Disney was inspired to create a sound cartoon after watching The Jazz Singer from 1927. we familiar with that. Disney created cartoons starring Mickey Mouse in secret while he fulfilled his contract for other series, such as Oswald the Lucky Rabbit, where you can see uh, Oswald the Lucky Rabbit cartoons with commentary on our YouTube channel. <laughs> oh, man. I love me some Oswald the Lucky Rabbit. Um, however, the first two Mickey Mouse films produced silent versions of Playing Crazy. Okay. And the Galloping Gaucho. Didn't know Galloping Gaucho was uh, one of the first two. You know what? I, pr I think I did know Galloping Gaucho was one of the first two, but I thought it came after Steamboat Willie. Same with Playing Crazy. Although, now knowing that there are both silent versions of playing crazy and galloping gaucho. Well, it makes more sense why I would presume that those came after, because I don't think I've seen silent versions of those. I've seen both of those shorts. Uh, I have them on DVD actually, but they have sound. So that's pretty fascinating. Anyway, uh, playing crazy and galloping gaucho had failed to impress audiences and gain a distributor. Ooh. Disney believed that adding sound to a cartoon would greatly increase its appeal, which, yeah, of course. Uh, Steamboat Willie was not the first cartoon with synchronized sound. Huh. Um, let's see, starting in May 1924 and continuing through September 1926, Dave and Max Fleischer's Inkwell Studios. Okay, there we go. Max Fleischer and Dave. But Max Fleischer is a name that is more familiar to me than Dave. Um, their studio, uh, Inkwell Studios, produced 19 sound cartoons, part of their song cartoon series that we referenced earlier uh using the phonofilm sound on film process huh phonofilm phonofilm is an optical sound on film system developed by inventors lee de forest and theodore case in the early 1920s hmm fun um however the song cartoons failed to keep the sound sec successfully synchronized while steamboat willie was produced using a click track to keep its musicians on beat 
uh, as little as one month before Steamboat Willie was re- released, Paul Terry released Dinner Time, which also used a soundtrack, but Dinner Time was not a financial success. So is that Paul Terry of Terry Tunes? Um, let's see. Paul Terry was an American cartoonist, screenwriter, film director, and producer. He produced over 1,300 cartoons between 1915 and 1956, including the many Terry Tunes cartoons. There we go. His studio's most famous character is Mighty Mouse. That's so cool. Awesome. Hey, you know what? There's some Terry tunes over on our YouTube channel that I do commentary to as well, including some Mighty Mouse. Uh, Where did we go? Where did we go? I lost my place. Oh, financial success. Got it. In June 1927, producer Pat Powers made an unsuccessful takeover bid for Lee DeForest's Phonofilm Corporation. So Pat Powers wanted to buy or take over the Phonofilm Corporation, but was unsuccessful. That's a fun little tidbit, I guess. Uh, In the aftermath, Powers hired a former DeForest, 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 D-E-F-O-R-E-S-T, technician William Garitty, Garitty? G-A-R-R-I-T-Y, Garitty, Garitty, uh, to pr- produce a cloned version of the Phono Film System, which Powers dubbed Powers Cinefoam. Man, you're just super original, aren't you? Um, by then, DeForest was in too weak a financial position to mount a legal challenge against Powers for the patent infringement. Okay. Powers convinced... Okay, now it relates back to Disney. I was like, that's a lot of information of just the history of animation, which I love, but we're talking about Steamboat Willie right now. So keeping things Disney-centric just, you know, makes sense. But anyway, hey, you know what? It it does get Disney-centric again. So wait, I just... ah, Man, I go off on these tirades, and I completely lose where I'm at. Uh, let's see. Powers convinced Disney to use Cinephone for Steamboat Willie. Oh, you crafty man. All right. Uh, their business relationship lasted until 1930 when Powers and Disney had a falling out over money and Powers hired away from Disney's lead animator of iWorks. So let me reread that. Um, they had a falling out over money and powers hired away from Disney's lead animator of iWorks. So that's a really weird wording, but does that mean that powers was able to take of iWorks from Disney to keep working with Cinephone? That's kind of what I'm taking away from that. I always wondered you know, I never really understood the uh, separation of Disney and iWorks, but you know what? Is Pat Powers? <laughs> Pat Powers sounds like a bad guy. <laughs> yeah, let's blame Pat Powers for the Disney and iWorks split. Because you know what? That's a split that never should have taken place. iWorks, and though I do give credit to Disney today, and Disney through the years, I'd imagine... But especially Disney today, 
um, there's a very strong relationship between iWorks and Disney. And you can see that a lot in a lot of different productions coming out. Like, um, there was something on Disney plus where it was like behind the scenes. I think it might've been in the Imagineers, uh, series where they broke down the Imagineers. Um, I think of iWorks' daughter or granddaughter or somebody with the last name iWorks is in that documentary. So there is still a relationship between iWorks and Disney, which makes me very happy. Um, let's see. Dialogue. Mickey, Minnie, and Pete perform near pantomime with growls and squeaks, but no intelligible dialogue. The only dialogue in the film is spoken by the ship's parrot. Don't like that parrot. Uh, when Mickey falls into a bucket of soapy water, the bird says, hope you don't, wait, hold on. Hope you don't feel hurt, big boy. Hope you don't feel hurt, big boy. Yeah, I can see that. Um, at the end of the short, after the parrot falls in the water, it cries, man overboard. Man overboard. Yeah, maybe. But I can definitely hear the hope you don't, <laughs> hope you don't feel hurt big boy <laughs> come on <laughs> i'm gonna imagine disney wrote that but i don't like it it's just weird to say hope you don't feel hurt big boy well now i said it just fine hope you don't feel hurt big boy i'm sorry i'm sorry i did that so many times oh production the production of steamboat willie took place between july and september 19 1928 with an estimated budget of $4,986. There was initially some doubt among the animators that a sound cartoon would appear believable enough. So before the soundtrack was produced, Disney arranged for a screening of the film to test audiences with live sound to accompany it. Um, who on earth would be like, yeah, I don't know about this sound thing you want to do, Disney. <laughs> Adding sound to a cartoon just doesn't seem like it's a winning idea. Like You are out of your mind. Uh, but you know what? That's, that's saying that with hindsight available. <clears throat> Sorry. Sorry. I've got to clear my throat sometimes. Um, yeah, that is super interesting. Uh, this screening took place on July 29th with Steamboat Willie only partly finished. The audience sat in a room adjoining Walt's office. Roy placed the movie projector outdoors and the film was projected through a window so that the sound of the projector would not interfere with the live sound. That's pretty brilliant, actually. Uh, Ub Iwerks set up a bed sheet behind the movie screen wait behind the movie screen behind which he placed a microphone connected to speakers where the audience would sit what okay one more time of iWorks set up a bed sheet behind the movie screen behind which he placed a microphone connected to speakers where the audience would sit I'm having a hard time wrapping my brain around that, but there's the information for you. I mean, it's whatever he was doing. It sounds really clever and really smart. I'm just trying to place a visual, uh, in my mind. 
The live sound was produced from behind the bedsheet. Wilfred Jackson played the music on a mouth organ of Iwerks banged on pots and pans for the percussion segment, and Johnny Cannon provided sound effects with various devices, including slide whistles and spittoons for bells. That, and that, I mean, that makes sense. During Mickey Mouse's, like, musical breakdown with all the animals and stuff, I guess that's what they're talking about right there. That's hilarious. Uh, Walt himself provided what little dialogue there was to the film, mostly grunts, laughs, and squawks. After several practices, uh, they were ready for the audience, which uh, which consisted of Disney employees and their wives. Oh, okay, so they set all that up to mimic what the cartoon would be like with a synchronized soundtrack before they actually recorded the soundtrack. They did this whole, like janky (laughs) setup which is brilliant honestly that's fascinating Uh, the response of the audience was extremely positive and it gave walt the confidence to move forward and complete the film he later said in recalling this first viewing the effect on our little audience was nothing less than electric they responded almost instinctively to this union of sound and motion And I thought they were kidding me. So they put me in the audience and ran the reaction again. It was terrible, but it was wonderful. And it was something new. Iwerks said, I've never been so thrilled in my life. Nothing since has ever equaled it. That is really fun. (laughs) Even Disney was like, it was terrible, but you know what? It was wonderful because the reaction, like, I guess when the concept of synchronized sound to motion on screen didn't exist the first time seeing it's like, oh my God, (laughs) this is, this is brilliant. This is, this is huge. It's like when Toy Story came out, like you can do this with animation now. (laughs) Awesome. Um, Walt traveled to New York City to hire a company to produce the sound system. He eventually settled on Pat Powers Cinephone. Pat Powers a Cinephone system created by Powers using an updated version of Lee DeForest's Phonofilm system. You mean a stolen version of the Phonofilm system without giving DeForest any credit, a decision he would later regret. Yeah, I bet he regretted it later rolling around and all that money. Just saying. Uh, Pat Powers, I still think you're not a cool guy. Uh, The music in the final soundtrack was performed by the Green Brothers Novelty Band. I want to look more, look them up more. The Green Brothers Novelty Band. And was conducted by Carl Eduarde, E-D-O-U-A-R-D-E. Carl Eduarde. Um, let's see. Joe and Lou Green from the band also assisted in timing with the music to the film. Uh, the first attempt to synchronize the recording with the film done was done on September 15th, 1928, and it was a disaster. Uh, Disney had to sell his Moon Roadster in order to finance the second recording. This was a success with the addition of a film or a filmed bouncing ball to keep tempo. That's fascinating. He had to f- sell his car. 
<laughs> uh, Moon Motor Car Company was an American automobile company that was located in St. Louis, Missouri. The company had a venerable reputation among buying public as well as no. Okay, well, we're not getting into the history of cars. Got it? <laughs> anyway. Uh, release and reception. Steamboat Willie premiered at Universal's uh, Colony Theater in New York City on November 18th, 1928. The film was distributed by Celebrity Productions and, and its initial run lasted two weeks. Disney was paid 500 bucks a week, which was considered a large amount at the time. It played ahead of independent feature... Oh, it played ahead of the independent feature Gang War. Um, that's cool. So it was it was the opening cartoon to Gang War. Gang War is a 1928 American part-talking gangster film, best known for the main feature attachment of Steamboat Willie. Okay, the debut of Mickey Mouse. Got it. Um, Steamboat Willie was an immediate hit when Gang War is all but forgotten today. Bummer. So earlier we saw that there was something that said 1929. Why did it say 1929? Because everything that we're seeing now all says 1928. So it premiered in 1928 in New York City. So I am imagining that the widespread release to the rest of the United States happened um, in 1929 and it was... January 1st, 1929. So that does line up with the November 18th, 1928 initial premiere. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the steam, the success of steamboat Willie not only led to international fame for Walt Disney, but for Mickey mouse as well. Well, there you have it. Despite being popular in the U S steamboat Willie did not have its theatrical release in Europe until 1931 when it was released publicly in the United Kingdom by British international film distributors incorporated three years right after its films release. Fascinating. So in the UK, they didn't get steamboat Willie till three years later. It's bonkers. I mean, that makes sense. It's harder to, you know, coordinate all that back then. Um, let's see. The response led to the two previous Mickey films being reproduced as sound cartoons and given wide theatrical re releases. Fascinating. 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 Well, there you have it, folks. Everything you didn't know you wanted to know about Steamboat Willie. And, you know... Given my ultra fandom of Disney and Mickey Mouse, I actually walked away from this learning quite a bit as well. So, <laughs> I mean, that's that's why I love doing this. You know, I love doing these deep dives into these pieces of historical entertainment that like have meant so much to me my entire life, and even now, even today, even after five hundred times, five hundred and one times. Of watching Steamboat Willie, I'm still I'm still discovering something new in the end. So I hope you enjoyed it. I don't know if you were picking up on my cues about checking out our Leal Legacy YouTube channel, where you can watch uh, upwards of like 200 vintage cartoons with my commentary right over the cartoon itself. 
So kind of like this, these watch along podcasts, um, you know, I do cartoon commentaries, but the difference is we don't need to sync visuals with this audio. The audio and the visuals are already together right there for your viewing on our YouTube channel or at leolegacy.com. Just go to our legacy TV tab and scroll down to commentaries, classic cartoon commentaries or cartoon commentaries. However, it's listed on the website. I'm not entirely sure. Uh, if you liked this, check out the other watch along podcasts. There's a couple, there's a few other shorts. Um, but then I'm going through all the Disney animated features and providing watch along commentary podcasts for those as well. So you can find all that on our website at leolegacy.com. Um, while you're at leolegacy.com, why not scope out our Skeleton Crew store? Skeleton Crew is our Leal Legacy lifestyle brand. It's your lifestyle brand for our New World Order. Um, yeah, anyhow. <laughs> Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, you can find Leal Legacy across all your favorite social media platforms. Just at Leal Legacy. And yeah, I think that's about it, right? I mean, that's the gist of it all. Hope you hope you dig it. I appreciate you listening. Oh, hey, you know what? This is what I always forget to say. Will you on your podcast platform of choice, if you haven't already, subscribe, leave us a rating, leave us a review, tell your friends, which actually that's the most important part. I implore you to be a friend and tell a friend. That'll be the best way for this podcast to reach the masses and uh, provide some comedy and maybe some cultural insight into these uh, cartoons and cartoon characters that we've grown to love over the decades. So thanks for listening, everyone. I'll catch you later. <laughs>